sometimes we allow ego to be the thing that keeps us from really truly experiencing the most beautiful love that you can because we choose the lens that we're looking out of to be this empowered strong woman that has to take over the world and be this revolutionary as well and i absolutely love that we're living in that space now because the rest of the world finally caught up to me but um but channel that feminine energy you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with you telling somebody how you make how they make you feel how you want to be loved there's nothing wrong with that because the person can do one of two things. They can either match your vibration or they can go. And nine times out of 10 ladies, men are afraid of leaving us anyway. So like, <laughs> can I have your attention for a moment? What's good? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. So for men and the people who love them, we'll discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? Uh, we are celebrating Women's History Month. And for your listening pleasure the last couple of weeks, you, you got to hear Dr. Kensa Gunther, sports psychologist, talk about what it was like to be a female, black, black female psychologist working in a, a world where... A world where black women have the ability to change the dynamic of athletes, to provide their skill sets, their compassion, their love, their joy, their tools in making us better men. You know, it was interesting in asking her, how do we show up? How do we show up better for the women in our lives? And I wanted to keep that conversation going. I wanted to keep that conversation about how do we as men, as black men, as men of color, as men, period, show up for the women in our lives and knowing knowing that we have a variety of women in our lives that look phenotypically phenotypically different from each other i wanted to continue to have this conversation and it's always 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 good to have one of my closest friends and you know that she is my close friend because i allow her to call me by a name that i hate very much she calls me Charlie. So I wanted to invite back to continue this conversation about women's history and our relationships with women with my good friend, CEO of Latina Podcasters, the <laughs> Rita Bautista. Rita, what's going on, love? How are you? Hey, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm doing great today. It's been an amazing couple of weeks. Um, so continuing on with that with that feeling, you know, just keeping that, that vibe. That is good. Now, you get the distinction of being the only, maybe this is like the fourth time, but I was going to say the third time appearance on the show. Like, people would be like, uh, I don't know what's up with this, because Rita, Rita's got the most appearances on a men's show. <laughs> I just wanted to let everybody know. You know, what's up with that? How, 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 do you, how do you get like three or four appearances on this show, Rita? I think I just manifest it. You know what I mean? I think um, I think manifestation is the word for me for 2021 and it has definitely come true. And why not be on a show to talk to men about men's topics related to women? I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing, right? It's always great to have another perspective on uh, how issues that relate to men also affect women. Yeah, so I think no. that, that you know, and I'm I'm always proud and happy to celebrate the success of my friends and watching how much you've grown and how much I've grown and going back and listening to the previous episodes is always a good like mile marker of being like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. And then 
<laughs> we need to go back and listen to look revolutionaries go back rita was like on like season one you know doing her thing and we had actually you know we always talk about that when you're on the show that 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 show that camaraderie that you know the syncopation that we had the ability to find some you know synchronization in our thoughts and laughter and Rita is one of my close friends and you know we've just been through we've been through the war with each other and not with the war against each other but we have been we have been in the journey of life together we have partied we have laughed we have consoled we have talked about our joys you know, and relationships seem to be the 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 galvanizing force between us as we talk about this journey of finding and embracing the person who is going to love us, and you know, and being being that authentic person that is going to show up. And as I had a conversation with my friend today, you know, I talked about like how do I want to show up? I want to uh, I want to authentically show up as my best self and that means continually doing the work and what does that actually look like for me and it means communicating it means saying some of the hard things it means saying you know what let me read out this text to you so you can actually understand what my tone was because i know that it sounds like that you actually misunderstood the tone and let me actually read it in the voice that i was actually thinking when I wrote that text to you, that's interesting. Let, let, let's dive in there, Rita, because we know like t- text and communication between partners can be, you know, can be, I don't want to say nefarious, but can be arduous because we misread text. You know, why do we do that? Why do we misread text or not not infer the right tone, particularly if, if it's, it's in relationships? What, what happens sometimes in text? So, you know, I think one of the biggest things is that um, text messages allow for us to have a deep dive with the conversation, the internal conversation that we're having with ourselves in relation to relationships. If you are looking at a text message and that person might have all the positive um, energy behind it, they may actually mean what they say and you interpret it some way completely different. I challenge you to look in the mirror prior to responding back to that text message and ask yourself, Am I responding to this out of a place of fear and lack, or am I responding to this out of a place of abundance and knowledge that everything that happens is happening for you and not to you? Like that is a hard question to ask yourself, especially when people, because nowadays, nowadays, let's be realistic. We all have an abundant amount of connection to the people that we talk to. And nine times out of 10, it's not from a phone call or interpersonal relationships. It's normally via text message or social media or what, however, like Pigeon, you know, Clubhouse, like however, there's a green light always on where we're always supposed to be available and on. And I'm starting to notice more and more that that's almost like a skewed boundary. It's, It's almost not fair that we're not giving ourselves enough space or respect to each other, including ourselves. And the amount of accessibility that we give to another person and we give to everyone, not just in relationships with another person, but in relationships with people in general. Um, I had to take a deep dive on that one because, you know, as <laughs> for those who heard the last episode um, that I was with Charlie on, it, you know, we talked about how 
I thought it was excusable to just break up over a text message, which now (laughs) as an adult, right, I've done some growing since then. And it's like, you know, what lens was I choosing to look out of? And now I'm in this space where I'm giving myself the love and the respect that I would want given back to me. Um, and coming at a place with compassion and empathy, which is something that a lot of people in their 20s or in their 30s don't feel as though is necessary to give to a person because we are at this con, uh, we're in this belief that there are so, uh, there are endless people that we could date. Right. And we forget that the one constant person in those dating relationships and those opportunities is ourselves. So it's like, how many people do you have to date in order for you to take a second and look on the inside and be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it might be me. (laughs) It might be me. And it's interesting. You know, I I love I I love what you said is that not inferring tone and taking a look in the mirror, especially if there's something there's a visceral reaction to a text. Like, how am I interpreting this text? Am I interpreting this text through a lens of my own trauma? Right. Or, Or like you said, a lens of my own fear. And all of those things, and and one thing that one thing that I'm taking away from my work culture is that in the relationships that you know I'm, I'm trying to build is like when when stuff goes in my mind, like well maybe this person maybe this person wasn't trying to say it this way. Let me pick up the phone and actually, hey, what did you mean by this? You know, or, or what are you trying to get over? Or was this the tone and Oftentimes, I, I I don't know the percentage, but I'm going to guess, let's just say 70 to 80% of the time, you infer the wrong tone. And then all of a sudden, guess what you're doing? And I'm saying, guess what Guess what I do? I'm not going to put this on anybody else. Is I'm texting you back in the tone that I think that you just gave me. And then now we're going back and forth because that person particularly may be inferring tone. Uh, you know, oh, well, this seems a little snippy, so I'm going to give you... And all of a sudden, we've blown up and the miscommunication happened. And, you know, like you said, let me give myself some grace and say, I'm going to take this from a, a place of abundance. Like, oh, I don't know what the tone is. Let me ask the question or let me let me infer that this is coming from a place of love. Unless, you know, unless it's like, oh, you're being an ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I I, th- I think it's really interesting. I want to unpack this, you know, this feeling like there's un uh, this there's this endless love that there, there are these endless possibilities. Because you said you know like, I felt like it was okay to just break over a text message, right? And what what's up with I mean, in this culture of swipe right, swipe left. How do we get to this place where I, I can just break up with you or we feel like it's okay to just break up with you over text? And how do we move, I guess the, the next question, then how do we move past that, you know, that lack of empathy and, you know, move toward ending relationships with care? Yeah, I think some of this has to be, it's it's a mix of culture, right? For uh, For me in particular, I think that there's been a very challenging mix of culture of, Americanized concepts on how we're supposed to be societally and then the clash with what I was raised with culturally and how we are raised to be compassionate and there and loving and overgiving and like boundaryless and all this craziness right that we learn when we come here or not even when we come here but that we learn outside of our homes that that sometimes leads to toxicity well 
if that was also the true case, then family members in our in our families wouldn't be married for X amount of years. Or what happens, it seems, is that we're not giving ourselves enough time to actually go through a relationship cycle and go through this with a person. And so we're like, you know what, F it, like I can thank you next. Everything's like, thank you next culture, thank you next culture. And what you do is you create a system of where people believe that like longevity is no longer celebrated or going through things with people to get on the other side to the positive side is not celebrated. And it's like, well, how do you ever expect to get to the other side if all you're thinking about is thank you next? Like, I'm so, you know, thank you next, thank you next, thank you next. Like, how about sticking around or actually even expressing your feelings and your concerns and your wants in a productive way Mm. where you're actually saying, you know what, I want this and giving the person a second to actually reflect on it to see if it's even something that they're willing to do. Right. Right. Um, There are some hard stops. Let's be honest. There are hard stops. Foundationally, if you want a relationship and the other person doesn't, that might not be the smartest thing to go through, right? But like, if both of you guys want a relationship and you think that there are things that you can compromise with each other, have you given that person enough time to even even think about it? Have you given yourself enough space? You know, we're constantly on, like we're legit, like I'm here. I think I have like 12, oh, these are my affirmations too, by the way. Like (laughs) I have like 12 clubhouse notifications. I had to turn my text message notifications off. Yeah, I did the same thing. Because it's like, we are so accessible to so much. And we constantly believe that all those things mean that we have these like real connections with people. And we are creating this like culture of so much connection that we don't have real authentic connections with people, you know? And it took me, like I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I was like, dude, I'm 36 and I finally understood life. Like I finally get it. Right. Like it's going to change. Right. Once you get it, I promise you, like like, I'm here, I figured it out. And guess what? (laughs) Boom. Life was like, no, you don't. Just kidding. I'm going to give you 10 years of questions and quandaries and challenges and mazes and everything. But that's the beauty of it, right? It's, you know, the fact that like people think that um, when they get there, when they get to whatever their goal is, they're just going to be instantly happy. The instant gratification comes once I hit that goal. And it's like, why? Why would you ever truly want to hit a goal? If you think about it. That journey ends and then you start another one and it's a constant going, right? That's the revolution. That's the revolution. But a revolution is cyclical. It's a cycle, right? So you're not ending. So like a goal should never technically end. It should just continue getting better or evolving. And I think that that's what life is. It's like an endless evolution or revolution, as we say here at the show, (laughs) of, you know, different lessons and the constant is you right and so like constant is you Mm -hmm. yeah i really i I totally agree that's interesting if you look if you look at our logo the revolution actually is open because you're you're actually right right a true revolution is just round and round and round right but we realized when we were doing the, the the creation of the logo is that the the revolution has to have this opening because for it it has to end right it it you have to complete the revolution and then move on to something else and so it it could be so you know for both of us who are you know pushing ourselves athletically with you with yoga and um, me I'm running a, another triathlon in a couple of weeks like each each week 
the revolution gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to run longer. I'm going to swim longer. I'm going to ride longer. I'm going to swim faster. You know, the, the things like that. I'm going to I'm going to try to communicate better in my relationships. I'm going to do the internal work. Like both of us have talked about this. It it it'll be interesting to go back and do an autopsy of our conversations as we've grown over the last four years, right? To to think about this and how are we how are we showing up better? Somebody might ask. Somebody might say the same question to both of us. Really, like four years ago, y'all was single, and four years later, you're still single. Like, what's up with that? But um. yeah. However, <laughs> four years ago, I was also afraid of vocalizing the wants and the needs that I had, and now I'm not afraid to do that. And for the first time ever, I actually made the decision to end something when I realized we really were not like I gave it its time. And I was very open to this and that and saying, okay, and then getting to that crossroads. And I think too many people create this attachment with the wrong person. And and that's just the case, right? Like you learn right after that. It's like, if a person is telling you this doesn't work for me, but you know, that's something that you want and you need, like, is there a compromise position or is this a hard no? Okay. If it's a hard no, then we really don't belong sitting here and just waiting because he's going to change his mind. No, he's not. And neither are you. So like, it's be- like, it's best for you to remain with your heart open. And that's the one thing that I'll never regret. I might still be single at 36. I might not have like the ideal relationship yet, but I have the most amazing relationship I've ever had with myself. I respect myself so much more. I love myself so much more. I have done so much to just continuously grow as a person for myself that now I know that like I had an anxious attachment style, you know, like I would attract a certain type of person. But instead of actually working through that situation, I just automatically assumed that they knew what I needed. And it was like, no, like nobody ever, nobody in hell, like your parents don't even know what you need. You know, like you have to be willing to say, I want this. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm tired. You know, like simple stuff like that, that sometimes, you know, when you weren't, raised with that ability to express yourselves clearly and correctly like it does affect relationships in the long run and it's like man it's so crazy when you go back to those like fundamentals and child psychology how much it really does affect your adulthood and I'm not afraid to admit that you know like I had my faults I stayed with people who didn't want to be in relationships I wanted to be with someone who you know we foundationally didn't want the same things but I was there because I thought that would make sense. And then when somebody who potentially did want the same things that I did, as opposed to having patience and talking through the things that I wanted, I was just like, I'm over this. Like, thank you, next. Don't have time for your foolishness. Not even going to tell you what you did wrong because I'm over it. You should already know. Like, that's that's stupid and that's childish. And like, you know, you, it takes a while for people to learn and grow. And I'm not afraid to admit my faults. Like, and I'm damn proud of the fact that I'm 36 and single and that I've had this opportunity to live this journey so that when the right person does show up and we end up in a relationship together, I know that I'm coming at it with my full self. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I love that. And that's that's a part of the growth. That's the revolution. That's the revolution within ourselves when we when we can do the internal work and say, you know what, I'm okay with being single or I'm okay being at this station of my life, um, that I have the ability to walk away. And I think my, not even I think, I, I know that my issue has been 
previously not being able to walk away from toxic things or not being able to walk away from things that were where I wasn't the healthy one and I was I was the toxic one and saying like you know what I'm going to be selfish in this I'm going to take what I get from this and then I'm going to go out and get everything else that I need from everywhere else and still try to have this you know safety net this home base I'm going to go home I got I got this at home but it's not it's not everything and so I'm a, I'm going to piece this over here I'm going to piece this over there and ultimately Nobody's getting anything that they want. The point that you really, the point that I really want to bring home is that you talk about asking, you know, really asking those critical questions about, you know, not if you're okay with this, but is this something that you want that we both want and that can we proliferate together? And if we can't proliferate that together, then let's not waste each, let's not waste each other's time like it's okay to have those conversations i remember my therapist saying to me he was like i want you to stop getting into things that you're ultimately going to get out of and it was like wait what it, it, you know and and thinking about that and then then going back and doing an autopsy read up seeing the things like there's a there's a lit there's a list of things i'm like oh this this looked really shiny in the beginning and two weeks three weeks in i'm like oh oh th- no it's not really it's not really that shiny it really like I, i'm out and i actually i actually probably knew it really wasn't that shiny but i was like i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna I'm gonna just go play around. I'm gonna go play around, and and then the stress of now I've gotta feel like I'm hurting somebody's feelings, or you know, because I'm I'm gonna I'm about to I'm about to roll out, and that's on me. That's all on me. But I have a question for you. Like, do you think that relationships are just like perfect every single day? Like, you wake up and you're like, bliss every day. <laughs> I'm in love. Like yeah. everybody. No. Once you get past that, like, I'm in love, honeymoon, you're like, oh, this person farts too. Like, (laughs) all right. Like, you get annoying. Sometimes you don't answer the phone when you're pissed off. Like, you know, these, these, the realities of who we are come crashing in as soon as that veil comes down. And it's like, it's not that a relationship is supposed to be like bliss or excitement every single day. Like, though, the, I am starting to learn more and more, like, a relationship grows in those moments of nothingness, of boredom, of like, can I stay with you when I'm bored? I think we've, I'm hearing this in my head and I'm like, I think we've had that conversation prior yeah. to, but, but like, I mean, but saying out loud, it's very powerful. It's like, you know, I having a conversation with um, a girlfriend earlier and I was like, you know, I wish I would have met my partner when I was younger, like when I was. 18, 19, you know, and gone through this journey with them and like stuck it out with each other. Right. And she's like, yeah, but think about like all the experiences you've had in life, period. Do you think that you would have been able to do all these things with a partner that would have been that open to like allow you? And I'm like, first of all, ain't nobody allowing me to do not read about tasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, not, not this Latina right here. No. <laughs> However, it would be cute to have that story, but you know, I mean, there are people who do that and they have like the biggest challenges because they grow up together. Right. And it's that's an interesting story as well. Whereas like now I'm going to find a full blown mature man who's there's not probably no much more growing at that point. <laughs> so you, you see the look on my face, right? Like, 
<laughs> um, it is, you know, you have to push. When I say you, I have to push. I've been, I've been really trying to be better at not espousing my worldview on everybody else, right? And so being open to revolution, being open to change, and that's personal revolution and change, and like seeing, like seeing what it feels like like, what does it look and sound like to be in a healthy relationship? Again, I want to unpack from my revolutionaries what she just said, that relationships are built in the midst of boredom, right? When there's no fantasy, when there's, no, when there's nothing electric. Can I, look, can you take, as I've learned in my, as, I, as I've learned over the last couple of years, like, when I hit my introvert wall, and I had a, you know, my good friend Natalie Burke said to me probably like 2013, she was like, Charles, you're an introvert. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I am an extrovert all day long. Like, I want to be around the people. She was right. I'm a, I'm, I'm an ambivert, which, which we've turtled, you know, t- titled now. Like, once I hit my wall, because w- once we get off this, I'm done, right? And I've been living with my parents for the last seven months. I'm going to go home and say hello to my mom, kiss her on the forehead, say hello to my dad, kiss him on the forehead, and then I'm going to my room. I don't want to deal. I don't want to look. I'm turning off the phone. I, I want quiet. I am chasing quiet. Literally, I'm about to soundproof my new house because I am chasing quiet, Rita. Literally, Right. And so can I sit with you? Do I want to sit with you and not say anything and you be okay with that? Or when you're quiet, I understand that. Like, just put your leg on me. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, just cross your legs over here with me so we we can be good. But I'm not going to say a whole lot. That's it. And I'm probably going to go upstairs as my only child and do my thing and kiss you goodnight. Whenever that and, happens. And sometimes even sleep in your own bed by yourself. Like, I don't yes. get that, but it's like weird to me. But however, I'm learning more and more. A lot of people who have actually pretty healthy relationships, they don't always sleep in the same room together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that freaks me out. However, I think there's some beauty in that, like in knowing that the person's going to be there no matter what, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're. Like, you're in the same house, dude. Y'all fight over lettuce, you know, like. <laughs> Like that's your homie for life, you that, know. Like and that's what it should be. Your home, your homie for life. Um, I told, I, I totally agree. I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's all, that's all I have to say. I mean, y'all <laughs> fight it, over lettuce. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to fight over lettuce. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, I fight you, myself over lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no Rita, no Rita, no Batista, no Rita. Let us down. Is it four dollars for a reason? No, No. put it down. Like (laughs) no, I feel you. What I'm realizing, and what I'm realizing is, there's a song called "Collide" that's out there now, right? And maybe it's old. Maybe I'm just hearing it right now. But relationships, right, right, just even entering in relationships is super hard. Like. When two people actually collide into each other, right? And right, when I say collide, like they're they collide into it, like this 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 friction, this this friction that happens and you collide into each other and it actually works. And you realize, you start looking back and realize how hard was it to get to this point where you collide into each other and and like it works. It's hard. It's 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 hard to find, at least for me, to find someone with commonality that you want to have conversation with, that you can laugh with, that you want to say, you know what, I want to spend more time. I want to travel with you. I want to work out with you. Like, I want to spend like those boring, as you said, 
those boring times in my day in the middle of the day, like I want to pick up the phone and call you. Like I only got five minutes and I want to spend those five minutes with you. That's that's it seems to be as we talk about this early connection. That's hard. Like, I just want to text you. I want to call you. I want to laugh with you for a couple of minutes. I want to download with you like what's going on. I feel like that collision is hard. What do you, and so my question to you is like, do you agree with that? Do you agree that colliding into each other and something working is hard? I think we have to talk about your language and <laughs> go back to one of the words that you're saying that is manifesting in your life. If you use the word hard when you're talking about relationships, it's always going to be hard mm-hmm. because you just naturally are wired to believe that that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard when you don't state that that's what you want. But if you say from the beginning, hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I see my, this is how I envision myself on my journey. What do you think? Is this something that you want to do? Cool. Let's keep walking. If not, you know, we've been doing this endless swiping thing. So like somebody's going to, it's a law of averages, but it's not hard. You have to make these journeys fun and experience like the experience, right? Like you have to be happy in this moment. You have to, because if not, it's going to be fucking hard. Oops, sorry. It's going to be hard, right? Like, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think it's hard. I think what's hard is the conversations we have in here. Yeah. And like lately, I've been working on like, okay, like the two scenario hypnosis where it's like, okay, if A is the best scenario and B is the worst scenario that happens when you say something, you enter, you go in between both, right? Like you go to the hard one and then you go to the easy one, then the hard one, the easy one. And the reality is, is that our lives actually happen somewhere in between that. Mm. It's never the worst case scenario. I mean, it's, it's not that it's never, I mean, well, it could be, but I mean, nobody's going to be like, Oh my God, F you, Charlie. Like, it's just like somewhere in between is where we land in life. And like, we always want to go to the worst case scenario. Is it hard for you to pick up the phone and call somebody that you're interested in? Is it hard for you to text someone? Probably not. And what's stopping you from that is, the internal conversation that you're having with yourself. Rita, I hear that. Like, I, 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 yes, yes, I hear that. And like, and I totally, I, I totally agree. I think the point that I'm trying to make is that because, I mean, finding, finding that person that finding that person that you ultimately say, we, we are, we are people. I, I, right. Because as you get older, <laughs> we become, I have become, again, I have become, and I've heard many people talk about this, that we, we become like more rigid in our ways. And so being more flexible, yes, because I know that you're going to say, well, Charlie, you need to be more flexible. I, I definitely understand that. And so I, I think that the difficulty of that as we get older is that as I get older, that finding finding my person because of my thoughts and our thinking and experiences and, you know, even through dating, you're like, oh. And then when you find that person, you're like, wow, okay. Like, I feel this. And, and the point I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to make is that there's, there's been a road to get here. So I understand, like, say, you know, understand that, like, saying, okay, you know, hard and easy and there's somewhere in between 
Yes, and and I think that when we get into the relationship, we have to think about because people talk about relationships are tough. I think the manifestation is like, well, it's how relationships are how you make them, and they can be easier or hard based on how you set your groundwork and you set your goals and you work. Like, I haven't always worked hard. That's just been, you know, when when stuff got hard, I'm like, well, this is this is this is a little hard for me, and you know, I'm out. That's on me. That that's on that's on me. And you know, as I get closer and closer to this milestone birthday, it becomes very reflective, very you know, very reflective for me. And thinking about, well, maybe I could have done it differently. Well, I. I and I, I can't beat myself up about that, but I also think about I've learned a lot, and I could have I could have done differently if I was more mature. And so I don't want to be the I don't want the next you know fifty years of my life to be making the same mistakes, you know, to make to make it harder than it had to be. How's your relationship with yourself? I'm good. I'm really I'm, I'm in I am in. I'm in probably one of the best places that I've been because I've done a lot of work over the last year. A lot of work over the last year. Do you think that a person can do too much work on themselves? Nope. I think we are I because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we deal with and you I mean it it's like I don't know if we ever get to a stopping point. Sharks don't stop. Right. If sharks stop, they die. And I think, you know, I I think when it comes to working on yourself, like there's always going to be an edge somewhere that you got. You know, there's always going to be some some trauma that comes out that you're like, oh, where did that come from? I got to work through that. So, I mean, I think that you get to, as we talked about earlier, you might get to a plateau. But then life is going to present you with something else. But you just go through it. Yeah. So why not? Like, I think one of the things that's difficult, right, is like those unmet expectations. Like when we meet somebody, we're like, oh, they're perfect. (laughs) It's like, yeah, nobody's going to be perfect, dude. Nobody, nobody. Like, I'm not perfect. And I love that about myself. Like, I'm the most conflicted individual I've ever met. And like, as time continues to go on, like I'm starting to find more and more things that about that, that I love about myself. And before I used to feel like there was something wrong with me because I had anxiety because of the ADD, because of all this stuff. And now I'm like, you know what? Those are the things that make me like the coolest individual in the world because I can catastrophe, catastrophize, catastrophize. How do you make like catastrophe? Catastrophize. Catastrophize anything. And that makes me really sarcastic, which is hilarious, right? Like that's my, one of my favorite things about myself. And this is going to sound very like, oh, I'm going, I'm very like ego, self-love, all this, but it's really important for us to get to a place where we understand who we are truthfully and be accepting of those things that we think are the hardest. Am I fat sometimes? Am I skinny sometimes? Do I have a badass attitude sometimes? Sorry, I keep cussing. That's another thing, right? Like, <laughs> like those things aren't going to change about me. And I love those things about myself so much because like once I finally embraced 
the suck, right? Like it was like, oh man, this is, I can use this to my advantage. Like I know what works good for me and how I can now like find the right people to fit into these places. Like I now know what works well for me. And like, what's great is now I'm building Latina podcasters, right? And like the amount of amazing people that I've connected to and the people who are helping me build my this this dream, this idea from the ground up have been insanely amazing. But even more so, the moment I started saying, I'm not good at this, I need this, it popped up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we just get rid of that fear <laughs> of like that fear, dude, fear is a oh, it's the worst anchor in the world. But the moment you get rid of that fear of saying, this is who I am, here's my freak flag and I'm going to fly it. And guess what? Like you start attracting and manifesting like everything that is good for you. Like I, 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 I totally agree. And you know, that, that, that seems to be a conversation about manifesting that I think that I need to have on the show to bring somebody to really talk about that. Because I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm not like throwing up like your hand sign, but I'm hooks, like legit, but... like yes, sub manifestation. I'm telling you, you know, dude. I, I, and, and the power and manifesting correctly. I think that's a that's a larger conversation, <laughs> and I don't know because I've never I've never had a conversation with you know men about manifesting. You know, what does that look like for men to manifest to, you know, you you hear women talk at length about manifesting, you know, bringing joy and things that they would like in their lives. But how many men will openly talk about what they want to manifest in their life? And I had this conversation with my frat brother as we were riding the other day. And like, if you see this dude, like. Like this dude, I'm not going to call his name, but like when you see this dude, you like out on the street like he looks like the typical he looks like the typical omega right big brown skin burly you know what i'm saying but and not not even but and one of the smartest right empathetic sympathetic thoughtful caring like loving people and leaders that i have been able to spend time with as an Omega, right, as a person, um, this brother, I mean, literally has led us. Like, he's our leader, like, you know, and I call him the commander. Um, like, just to see him. And so, to get the description of him, we talked about how he manifested his relationship with his wife. And, you know, you know, we're riding, you know, it was a 25 mile bike ride last week and we're riding and he's talking about this really endearing, vulnerable story about how he met his wife and how he kind of manifested everything with his wife. And I think that she manifested it too, because she saw him, you know, and like, like one year out before she even got to school and was like, Hmm, that might be my guy. And they kind of figured it out. And he just told this really endearing story of the first time that they were apart like, you know, once they decided that they were going to be together, they didn't separate. So it was the first thing he was deploying was the first time that he was separating for her. And he was like, I was balling. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah. He's like, I love my wife. Like, you know, my wife is my best friend. And I I call her in the middle of the day because I want to hear her. I want to unload her. I want to download. I want to, I want, I, it connects us. And that manifestation. So I would love to have a deeper conversation around manifestation and bringing 
the things into our lives that we 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 want. Like we want to manifest joy. We want to manifest abundance. We want to manifest love. All, all all of those things. But for men, what are the practices that we have to do? On a daily basis, daily, weekly, hourly, minute by minute basis, that shifts our, you know, trajectory, our our, our manifestation plane here. I know I'm, you know, bringing all of this in, but I don't know. I don't know how many men do that, Rita. I think that that I would um, challenge you to ask more men these conversations because I think that this is changing a lot. I feel like there has been a very interesting shift in the psyche in general on how people go about creating space and opportunity for themselves. And it's not gender neutral. Like I feel like manifestation is something that happens to us in spaces that we don't actually, maybe we call it something different, right? Like people pray. I meditate. I write down a lot of things and those things pop up out of nowhere when I least expect it. And it's all about knowing that or fully trusting that the world knows what you need and it responds to you that way. And like the way that you took to quickly give like a summary on manifestation or at least what's been something that I've been doing is like, Every single day I write down, I started last year writing down the 10 things I'm grateful for, the 10 things that I want to see manifested in my life, and then the one thing that I'm going to do to get it moving. Well, I got kind of tired of that, and I was like, because there's something that was missing. I wasn't writing down the things that was were actually manifesting, simple things. And the reason why it's so important for you to write these down is because it makes you hyper aware. And when you're aware, you start to see like the boundless amounts of amazing things that are around you and the things that really create your life, your dream, your story, your journey. Like the other day I was doing this and I, I'm like, it's crazy to like see myself in this thing in, in the camera and like looking at the reflection because I'm like, I got this like ridiculous smile on my face because it's legit unreal. Like when you start to be thankful and grateful for little things like a heads up penny or a parking spot close to the door or somebody saying good morning and smiling at you. Like when you're really genuinely grateful on the inside for the little things like waking up, like, okay, you want to manifest joy and love. What is in your direct vicinity right now that gives you joy and love? Like I wake up every morning, my dog's right there in my face, just staring at me. Like, what's up, dog? Like, you know, like he's he's my dog. And he like legit the whole time. There's those moments of lack when you're like, oh, I don't have anybody. I don't have love. I'm not surrounded by people or whatever. And it's like, no, man, you're surrounded by love. You're surrounded by the person who loves you the most, which is yourself. And for those who believe in God, God surrounds you daily or the universe or whatever. Like you're surrounded by it. However, you choose the lens that you look out of. Mm, yeah, I like that. Right? And so when we're in this space of abundance, you see it everywhere. When you're a space of lack, you're going to see it everywhere. And sometimes it takes people a lot of heartache and headache to realize that they're looking out of a different lens. A different and maybe lens. if they just tilt a little bit. It doesn't have to be a lot. And it, you can start with something so simple as like legit. Now it takes me 30 minutes a night to journal. And I'm so excited because what it does is like 
or some people do it in the morning, first thing in the morning to kind of just like get that positivity moving. But for me, I do it at night because it embeds in my subconscious, some subconscious. (laughs) And then when I wake up, I'm like, man, like the sun is shining through my blinds this morning, like brighter than it ever has been. And it reflects on my white sheets. And I have this crazy dog who's got the most insane anxiety, but he is like, you can see him right here. He's just like playful and like happy. And no matter what happens, this dog, like we could be under a bridge and he's still there. And it's like, when you start to see those things, those things reflect outside, inside, from inside to the outside of your world. And that starts reflecting, boom, another thing and another thing and another thing. And as quickly as you thought that you couldn't manifest anything, every single door of opportunity starts opening Mm, to you. I like that. I like that. It's interesting as you're talking and I'm listening to that, like I'm thinking through today, like what am I grateful for? And one of the things I'm grateful for is, is is the laughter that I had pre, pre this conversation with, (laughs) you know, a couple guys here at the, at the co-working space. And there's a guy here named Lenny met Lenny a couple weeks ago, just a funny guy. And then my cousin, Carlos, you know, who's a stalker. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a stalker. That's how we met. I, that's why I call him my cousins. We, <laughs> we met here. I was first day I was at the co-working space. I'm getting some coffee or some tea. And this dude, this, this dude just walks up to me. He's like, you're Charles Corpio. And I'm like, I'm, at first I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I want to be like, no, I'm not. He was like, you're Charles Corporal, aren't you? I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm Carlos Moore. I'm your cousin. Yeah, everybody says that they're my cousin, right? <laughs> and so we just started talking. He's actually he's actually my cousin. So I was sitting with him and then another guy, who uh, Louis Costa, who works here. We're sitting having some after-work wine, just laughing, just li- literally just laughing with camaraderie and telling stories. And so I'm grateful, of, I'm grateful for the times that I can find laughter. Or grateful for the times that I can, you know, find opportunities to kiss my mother, right? Or kiss my father. I get to go home. So I'm about to close out this conversation because my dad will go to bed in about 45 minutes. Um, But be grateful. I remember when I first got home, Rita, you know, I was like, ah, I'm here with my family. You know how independent I am. Y'all are loud. I'm chasing quiet. And I did turn that around to be grateful that, you know, I'm here. I'm here. There are things that they don't have to worry about because... I'm here and this changing it from this lack. Well, I'm coming to a place where dating is going to be tough. I'm here. The the abundance is I'm here with the people that love me the most, you know, and my father said to my mother the other day, he was like, when, when, when Chuck, because that's what he calls me, comes to the door, I just feel so happy seeing him. And he always says the same thing, Rita. And I walked in, well, (laughs) <laughs> and he has this look on his face like it just says well <laughs> and and so it does bring a lot of joy and so what i want my revolutionaries to take away from this is that what rita is saying is that if you change the lens you you find the abundance you find the joy in your life you you see that if you if you think that you don't have love turn the lens around a little bit and you might find the areas of love. It might not be the place that you're looking for love, but there's love there. If you're looking for joy, change the lens, revolutionaries, and there are opportunities for joy. And 
I will have to practice that more often. It's not, it is not an easy thing, revolutionaries, and as you're changing things and manifesting. And we will have to bring Rita back for the fifth show, fifth time that she's coming on the show to talk about this manifestation. Rita, leave us, leave, leave us with something for us to think about. You, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Not only is my friend, but confidant, you know, laughter, love, <clears throat> joy, light. But leave us with something, you know, as, as men, as we are counterparts, confidants, hopefully partners, lovers to women. What do you leave with us? What do you want us to be better at? I mean, I think the golden rule is always communication, right? But also think about that communication that you have with yourself, right? The conversations, those conversations that go unsaid, that could sometimes create clarity for your partner to make it easier for that flow. So what would cause the resistance to go away? Is it one phone call a day? Is it clearer communication? Is it just letting her know, hey, you know what? I made it home. Or, hey, today I thought about you in the middle of the day or something simple. And I also want to I also want to challenge the ladies who are listening to this to do the same thing. Right. Like sometimes we allow ego to be the thing that keeps us from really, truly experiencing the most beautiful love that you can, because we choose the lens that we're looking out of to be this empowered, strong woman that has to take over the world and be this revolutionary as well. And I absolutely love that we're living in that space now because the rest of the world finally caught up to me. But, um, (laughs) but channel that feminine energy, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with you telling somebody how you make, how they make you feel, how you want to be loved. There's nothing wrong with that because the person can do one of two things. They can either match your vibration or they can go. And nine times out of 10 ladies, men are afraid of leaving us anyway. So like (laughs) 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 they're afraid. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, truly just let your ego go and have a better flow of conversation. And I want to leave you guys with four things to think about. These are these daily affirmations that I use And I want you guys to think about using them, maybe repeat them to yourselves in the morning um, and just kind of like sit there and think about it. So the first one is I don't chase, I attract. The second one is I let go of anxious thoughts and trust the unfolding of my life. The third one is I know that I have the power to create the life that I desire. The fourth one, I have unlimited potential and the whole universe is on my side. I love those. I love those. And now, revolutionaries, they are memorialized here for us, <laughs> right? For you to go back. And I'm going to make sure that my look, and I haven't given my, my line brother, Seiko Varner, who, who engineers this show for me, a shout out. He's changed the tenor of the show. And so I'm grateful. So, you know, he will have the ability to put that at the beginning of the show before the music comes in because i think people need to hear that those four manifestations those four meditations as you talk about and it's interesting that first one i don't chase i attract right and if i think about mark manson's first book models and it's a you know it's a it's it's a dating book but it really talks about you can you could really attribute many of the the tenets of it to life like i attract I don't chase. I mean, yeah, I chase. No, yeah, exactly. I attract, I don't chase. And if we think about that in every aspect of our life, when we're interviewing for a job, 
you know, when we're meeting new people, uh, when we feel bad vibrations, when we need to get out of a relationship, like I attract, I don't chase. And that is a wonderful manifestation. Rita, it's always a pleasure. You know, I love you. I don't say that very often to you. Um, I love you very much. I'm grateful for our friendship, grateful for the time that we spend here. And I'm mad. I'm upset that we were not able to see each other as you were doing your East Coast trip. But I know my home is always open for you to bring uh, your ADD dog and your ADD self. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, so we so we can commiserate on our ADHDs together. Yay! But good luck to you, people. Please check out Rita check pa- out. Rita Bautista. Um, make sure you're supporting the Latina Podcast Network. Uh, I know that you're not doing your show; it's on hiatus right now. Actually, we are rebranding. There's a podcast called Empodera Latina, which is going to be the flagship podcast. What used to be empowerment and all that will now be Empodera Latina. And it will be showcasing the stories of Latinx founders, of creatives, of amazing, amazing talent that we have in our community um, and taking them through their life's journey. And we also have a podcast called Pod de la Semana, where we highlight podcasters, Latinx podcast voices, and talk about their podcasts and continue to bring awareness to the world about Latina podcasters. If you're interested in finding a directory of podcasters, we have over 70 podcasts. So there's no excuse for you not to diversify your content. Go to latinapodcasters.com for more information. Yes. Make sure that you support my sister. Yes, yes, yes. She's Amazing. We need to talk all the time about some more stuff. But revolutionaries, I hope that you are doing well as we continue to celebrate Women's History Month. You know, bringing, look, bringing the black and brown to what's a revolution. My sister, Rita Bautista, and her great work is just amazing. And I think I, I implore you to think about how, how and what you're manifesting in your life, how you're showing up in your relationships, how are you communicating to yourself and to your partner? How are you loving yourselves, revolutionaries? Think about that. And hopefully that will lead you to the answer. What we think here is the most answer to the most important question of your life. The most thought provoking question of your life. What's your revolution, revolutionaries? I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. 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 Peace.